Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick. And I am your co-host, not Dr. Kirby Brunswick. And we have, uh, we're like recording, this is not our first time recording together, but it kind of feels like it because we're, we're doing new things with the podcast. You gotta love right before you hit record when you're arguing about something and it's like, you ready? Fine. All right, go. <laughs> well, it's the setup. Like, so this is the first time that like, I can see your face in front of me, but then also to the, next to me, it's, this is I weird. suppose you haven't even announced why we're arguing about setup. Mm-mm. I mean, feels like we should. Well, is it really announcement worthy? I think so. I mean, I think it's more of an explanation now versus an announcement. Here's the announcement coming soon. She Slays the Day podcast will be able to be found on YouTube as well, where you'll be able to see the actual guests. And so in preparation for that, thinking that this might go on YouTube, we are recording this as well. And we don't have our setup. Eventually, we'll have a multicam setup. So it'll jump back and forth between us. Or you can see both of us sitting in fancy chairs. Right now, we're sitting at a desk. Right before. Recording on Zoom. Right before this, Kirby's like. (laughs) Early days. And I'm like, yep, early days. Episode 220. <laughs> like you will, or whatever episode this ends up. Early in. days of YouTube. Well, what's really funny though is if you watched us right now, if you are viewing this on YouTube, you can see, like, well, why don't you guys sit in those really cute rattan chairs behind you? Those are fake. It's not real. It's, it's not, part of the metaverse. It's not real. It looks we, like uh, we have this beautiful, like she slays the day. Uh, neon sign. We are sitting at my standing desk in my office with papers all around us. And yeah, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. One of these days, the She Slays money is going to build me a a recording studio, just like Jenna Kutcher. It'll be so freaking fancy. We'll just build like an extra outbuilding like Tony did. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, love that. He's like currently going to be listening and sending me like you poor person like just harassing me messages we could build a second floor above the garage and then that could be my office and recording studio no because the problem is your office and recording studio your office is disgusting we could kick you out of here and put you in the garage and i could take over this as a recording studio that works for fall and spring, but not so much for summer or winter as Anyways, the garage is uninsulated. Damn episode to record. Okay. Um, should we talk about another failed date night? 
Uh, I suppose. I, I mean, think all we talk about are failed date nights. At least we're trying. We don't give up. Um. So the last failed date night, do you remember what that was? Line dancing? No, God. We've had so many failed dates. Do we do actually good dates? No, th- there was another one where I took you to church. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that on the yes, podcast already? Did. Okay. We did. We did. Um, uh, we had a good na- date night. The other night we went to our friend's house and got like basically a private concert from famous or not like famous, famous, but like, famous. I mean, Chris Cruzy's had top 50 country songs yep. and it was just in our friend's backyard and they sang to us and played the fiddle just better than us. anyone I've ever just seen. Just I mean, there was only like 20 people. Yeah. That, that was, was pretty cool. That, that was, was a good date You're night. right. We just don't brag. Well, now I did. Now no, you did. All right. So anyways, our failed date night. So Thursday night and we're like, yeah, let's go golfing. Our kids are at an age now where we're like, we can just leave them home. We don't even have to get a babysitter. And then it was just sweltering hot. It was the feels like was 108. Did you know that? I did not, but it definitely felt like it. Um, And so I'm like, I don't know that I want to go golfing. And then Kerb was like, you're a wuss. And then I said, well, does it change anything that it's supposed to thunderstorm from 5 to 9 p.m.? And that did change things. I mean, so. I have golf rain gear, but you're <laughs> still a wuss. So. so, you know, leaving the kids home is one thing. Leaving the kids home while potential tornado sirens could go off. So we're like, all right, well, we're not even going to go out to dinner because I don't want to traumatize them. So we're like, we'll just play. I said, like, let's just have a charcuterie board and champagne. And, like, we can play golf on the Xbox. Now, this sounds like a great night for you. It does. I was very excited when you suggested it. But like, I was a Nintendo kid. Yes. Like, just not the Nintendo 64, not Super Nintendo even really, just Basic ass Nintendo. And so that is how I know how to work a controller. And so like these Xbox controllers, they just never really got the hang of There's them. like the left stick and then the four directional pad. And then your right hand is the buttons and a right stick. Yeah. She's trying to swing. You were good at driving. Yep. Did that well. Just this, this, everything honestly, beyond that. It's kind of um, parallels my actual golf game. <laughs> because so you're supposed to like look at the arrows and like line up where you're aiming and all this stuff. And I would just go because it would like pick your like okay you're now chipping and like you're only supposed to do a 75 percent swing so like i would just do it and not change the aim or anything and curb's like well why are you going so fast like you're not and i'm like just 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 hit the ball so also very parallel to my golf game of like Uh why did it go over there well i was aiming over there by accident because i didn't read the green at all and see that it's a huge slope right to left well you have to be good enough like i feel like you look stupid if you're like, oh yeah, which way is the wind going and all the grass is going this way and oh, it rained today. So it's going to go slower and blah, 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 and not roll as much. And then you just shank it. And you're like, well, good thing I analyzed all that. So you're better off. See, this is Enneagram three. I don't want to be judged for trying and failing. Mm. I just want to look like a natural talent. So if I don't look like I'm putting effort into it and it goes well, then people are like, oh my gosh, she's so good. And then if I shank it, I'm like, yeah, well, I didn't really try because I don't really care. So in the end, we played golf for about 20 minutes. And then Lauren said, and I looked at her and I said, we can stop this anytime if you hate this so much. And she just goes, I hate this so much. Let's go. And then we stopped. And then it was, yeah. So we'll try again tonight. Going golfing. Oh, actually going golfing. I was going to say, you're going to play more video games? No, 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 no. No. 
I'll try again in two years. Um, okay, what other do we have any updates or anything? Um, other than the YouTube thing, um, I don't think there's a ton going on in our lives that's changing or no doing much. We're just summering it up and staying busy. So then let's talk about today's topic and then we'll pray. Okay. Just don't forget to pray. Cause I get oh. thrown. It's been a while since I've done. Oh yeah. So Cause long. our, our intros go straight into our episodes. So I know. So just don't forget the prayer. The other day I did the bio after the prayer and I was like, Oh, that's fine. I don't think Oop. people care. Do you say, Oh, uh, maybe without thinking. I know it's such a Wisconsin thing. I think I'm an anomaly that I say ope and y'all, like legit. Yeah. I'm both. You have, you have Southern friends though. So that helps. I feel like, I feel like when I hang out with my buddy, Eric, after like a day, I slip a y'all in there. Cause he's, he says it cause he's from North Carolina. Okay. So today's topic, we are covering 10 questions to ask yourself, not us. And we're not asking you, you have to ask yourself um, before you launch a course. Now. I feel like, honestly, I feel like we just continue to take the listeners on our journey. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, this is what's going on in my life. So this is what you're going to hear about. But I still have not done coffee enemas. But then again, I haven't officially had someone on only talking about coffee enemas. Like it's been referenced a couple times in episodes. So like, for instance, I had someone on about parasites. Your ADHD brain made that jump. In a way that like, I thought you were talking about, we're teaching you about systems because we do systems. I thought you were talking about like business and investing and marriage. And That's, then you just yes. went right to coffee at us. Yes. I was saying we cover all of these topics and because they're going on in our life, mm -hmm. but then my brain jumped all over all of that and went to, but there is a topic I've talked about on the podcast that I haven't actually done in real life. And that is coffee enemas. Sounds like a date night. Oh God. Oh my God. That anyways, um, but I haven't officially had someone on the podcast to talk only about coffee enemas and like, cause I will, I can get sold really easily on things. Oh, I really? Know I, I know that. I don't know if you know this, that I can, if I have somebody who tells me all of the things. That's why it's nerve wracking when you go to conferences by yourself mm -hmm. and then come home and be yes. like, we're going to buy yes. a timeshare or something. Oh, God. Like, come on. It really is a thing. I, at least I know this about myself now that, and you know this about me. So, you know, we, we try and not have it happen. And then sometimes it just happens and you'll be like, what did you buy? What did you do? I'm like, okay, you might be mad, but don't be, it's going to be, it's going to be good. <laughs> sure. Thanks. Should we just pray now since okay. we're already kind okay, of leaning okay. into it? Okay. Take a deep breath. Get centered wherever you are. Feel your butt touching the seat. Dear God, thank you for this lovely woman who I get to share life with. And thank you that we get to go on these adventures in life and relationships and raising kids and business. Um, thank you for the newest one that we've done, which is is launching a course. And thank you for all the 
the headaches and the trouble along the way that seems so stressful in the moment, but that now give us comfort and knowledge as we move forward and as we can share our experience and what we've learned with other people. Um, please be with anyone who is struggling in their business or trying to figure out their passion or how to get their message out. Um, help us always to remember that whatever we do is hopefully a us being a conduit of your message of love and helping um, and that we are just sharing that with everyone. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So back to what I was saying. So we're talking coffee about courses. Oh. <laughs> coffee enemas. So if you are an expert on coffee enemas and you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please send your emails um, in because yeah. I'm getting closer. So we got polar plunge. Is that what it's called? No. Cold plunge. Cold plunge. We're doing that. This winter. I need to find a company that um, we like to install an infrared sauna yep. in our murder room mm -hmm. in the basement. Now we're going to need to find a new place for the murders to happen, but that's okay. Um, and then coffee enemas is going to come after that. I mean, we're doing the parasite cleanse right yep. now. Mm -hmm. um, we've done keto. We've done... We've done a bunch of different cleanses. We did like that. Intermittent weird... fasting. Yep. Do that. But yeah, no, meditation, working on infrared yeah. sauna and, and the coffee enemas are like, yeah. Are What's you hyperbaric, uh, hyperbaric chamber? Yeah. It like increases the uh, percentage of oxygen in your blood. I think. Is it uncomfortable? I don't think so. I, what I, I want to do is sensory deprivation tank. I've never tried one. I'm not saying like buy one. I'm saying I want to go to a place and do it. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> stop getting my ADHD over. So we're talking about courses. The reason we're talking about courses is because we've done multiple courses, but that's not the real reason. Um, the real reason is I feel like there's been a lot of talk on certain Facebook pages lately about side hustles. Mm -hmm. And some people are looking for side hustles. Some people are looking to leave the professional together. And I think that... Um, a course could be helpful for some people. Mm -hmm. um, I think there, I think what happens is, is people see other people because like by nature, you're seeing a course because the way you market a course is virtually. Yeah. So like, it may seem like everybody's launching a course. Well, you're all the people who aren't launching a course aren't posting. Hey, I'm not launching a course. <laughs> hey, it's me. I mean, you can, it'd be weird. Hey guys, I'm I'm not joining the army. I am not becoming an astronaut and I'm not planting a garden. Just wanted you to know. Yep. Um chickens. That is another thing that could be in our future as far as like not in town. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, no. I grew up with chickens. I wasn't a huge fan. Like my home fresh eggs. I was gonna say uh and sourdough. Sourdough's you... another uh hippie thing. So. If you're willing to take care of them, we can get chickens. But I also know that that's bullshit because you said you were going to take care of the dog. And now what I do, do you that. What do you do to take care of chickens? Like you're going to go get the eggs every morning. Get the egg. You're going to yeah, feed I'm not them. Get the eggs. I'm going to say, I want eggs. Can you go get me eggs? Exactly. Like depending on if they're in a coop, you have to go feed them or you have to like maintain the fence or shift the fence around if they're free range. So like there's like a chicken tractor thing that's basically like a fence that rotates onto so different. Cute onto different grass patches that they can eat off of, but you have to move that around and then Courtney you have chicken Gowan. poop all over your yard. Do you follow, follow Courtney Gowan at all on Instagram? I think so, but Instagram shows me so few people. So she's like in Dallas. Like, I don't, maybe it's a suburb, but it's still like very much in town. 
and she has a chicken coop in her backyard and something was killing it. And so she put a trap out there and found a pot, like caught a possum. Oh my God. And it was like, so now what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I know what we did on the farm when I was a kid. It involved shooting a possum oh and throwing God. it in a field. All right. But... So, gosh, back, 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 back. Chickens. Course. Course. You see people posting. Yeah. You don't see people you not don't posting. don't see people posting. God. Don't, don't worry. We have these 10 questions written down and we are Thank going God. to get through them. So. You might want to start a course. Maybe you don't. I don't know. These are questions that you need to ask yourself um, beforehand to really make sure that you do this justice and appropriately because you can really mess up a lot of things in your life by diverting dis- like your attention. You can put a lot of energy and money into something and it could not be fruitful. So for anybody who's like, do I want a side hustle? Do I need more money? This is for you. Mm-hmm. So question number one is what is your goal with starting a course? So, you know, I think if you're only, I would just say like money, I think is probably the initial thing Mm -hmm. that people would go, I want to make money. Yeah. And even within the question of, I want to make money is how much of like, do you need this to be like, I need some money for, I want to travel once a year. So like my goal is to make like $1,500 or something versus like, I need this to be a second full income mm-hmm. of like, this is going to be my whole persona now. And I'm going to be the course lady and I'm going to pull back from working at my clinic um, or I'm an associate and I'm going to quit my job because I want the freedom to work virtually. Like that's a whole different level then, and I, I think this is possibly a good time to talk about the distinction too, of like, there's a couple different ways of thinking about this and it ties into a later question about audience, but like, is there the you, the course for you to talk to other chiropractors or is it to like boost your clinic? So it can be like a side hustle or it oh, can yeah. be a boon to so your is clinic. this course to <laughs> attract people to start as chiropractic patients? Mm-hmm. Yep. So one of the goals that, you know, so like reasons that we started a course, um, was I wanted to be able to go and well, there's so many different reasons. We don't have time to get into all the reasons. I would say the, the, not the financial freedom as much as the, a source of income that was not tethered to brick and mortar. Yep. This continued the pursuit for more freedom in my career. Yeah. Our, our career. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, everything we've done to this point has been other than like the podcast, which this is, I would argue, a branch of the podcast is the only way to grow. The only way to make more money was to one, incur more debt and two to have physical limitations of like, if we were killing it at the clinic, if we keep growing, we then have to build more building or attract more patients to physically come to a space, whereas a course you know, could be an evergreen course or something that you could sell to anyone in the world and the sky's the limit there. So what I would say, and I talk a little bit about this with my, um, in my conversation that I have with Steph Wigner, which will come out, like, I think either the next, it either already came out or it came out, it comes out next week. I don't know. Anyways. Um, but where anytime, if someone is like, I am failing financially, I need to do something else. Like I need something to help raise more money in my life. If you're at that scenario, 
I would say time and energy is likely best put back into your clinic. Mm -hmm. Like that is, that is an area where I, I don't know everybody's scenario, but I do not recommend if you're like, my clinic is failing quick. I need more money. Let me do a course. Like, yeah, let me build something from the ground up with no, you know, prior knowledge or experience. I, I think kind of the sweet spot is for the person who is already creating a lot of content and going like, I'm doing this. I like doing this. I, you know, have people who want to hear what I have Come to on, say. You're I, jumping. It, it, it all comes back in, but like, I'm making no money from this. Um, so like, that's kind of the sweet spot of like, the goal is to monetize something that I'm already doing well. Because you have a passion for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that, yes, more money is okay as a goal. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's yeah, I think you just need to under the the point of the question is you need to understand what you're striving for because it will drive your answers to a lot of the rest of these. So if it yes. does need to be a ton of money, then a lot of the answers to the rest of these are going to change versus like, yeah, I just want to put something out there and, and see if people want to pay for what I have to say. Oh, and like again, with some of these questions. If your only drive is like, I just need to pay some bills, like as you start looking at like, what topic should you choose? What will people pay? Like you're going to find that's a bad filter to put a lot of things through. So likely this should be something that, you know, as we get to, you know, some of these questions, this should be something that pours out of you easier. Yeah. Um, Because honestly, uh, what's the app that like people pay to look at your feet? Feet Finder? that might pay better than a cor- some courses that might be, might be more successful on there. So like, Hey, you know, okay. So question number two is, do you have the time and energy for this? Mm-hmm. And that gets back to, you know, when you were talking about someone whose clinic is struggling or whatever, like if you go like, I'm going to branch out and make money over here, know that a lot of this is, well, it can be fairly simple. It can also be very complicated and expensive, Um, and if you're, if you're diverting energy away from something that you need, need like your clinic, it's not going to, it's probably not going to be anytime soon before you not in a good place now diverting time and energy towards something else. Like you might look back at your clinic and go, Oh shit, it could get worse. Um, so definitely, you know, not that your clinic needs to be in a perfect place, but like it should be stable. Your marriage should be stable. Mm -hmm. Your mental health should be stable. Um, Could you be striving for more? Of course. But like the time and energy component is a big one because I think that I think people throw around the term side hustle and passive income interchangeably. And and they are not. Holy shit, they're different. No. Different terms. Passive income is more like you give $10,000 to a real estate syndicate and they take care of everything. And then you get a dividend check every quarter. Side hustle is hustle. So like that is part of it is depending on your level of technology expertise, content creation, advertising, sales expertise, you may have to learn a bunch of new skills because there's one part of creating the course. There's another part of marketing the course. There's another part of understanding the technology behind how you get this course sold And then the follow-up, depending on what type of course, you know, if you're doing something where it's weekly calls and you have accountability calls with people, like now you've just taken on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I know that 
some of my best friends within chiropractic that did courses, have very successful courses, were checking in for multiple months with me of like, you know, and they knew that like, yeah, launch, like launching wasn't necessarily when they checked in. Mm -hmm. It was more like your course starts. How are your adrenals? Because they know you probably just burnt the shit out of them in making and marketing and selling this thing. And now you have to run it. Like, yeah. how are you? And so like, those were some of, you know, I talked to my therapist and you about how, like, I joke that affirmations is not a, like a thing for me, mm-hmm. but like people seeing the effort and work and being like, how are you? You're doing really hard work and I'm proud of you. I'm like, thank you. So, um, you know, do, do you have the time and energy is question number two. Mm-hmm. Hey, she slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Hey, She Slayers. So a question I get asked a lot is, what have I found that works best to get new patients in the door? Well, my friends over at the Pediatric Experience have put together the ultimate branding and marketing playbook that does a comprehensive job to answer this question, and they even include a free video training that comes with it. This free guide reveals the secrets to a kick-ass, wildly effective marketing system that consistently brings in over 20 new patients every single month. And guess what? It's all organic. Picture this, a proven approach that will grow your patient numbers while you focus on doing what you do best, providing exceptional chiropractic care. Inside the playbook, you'll discover the five core elements of this powerful marketing system, from crafting a compelling brand to implementing strategic marketing strategies, they've got you covered. If you know PX, Dr. Tony and that crew, they practice exactly what they preach, and it's no different in the latest PDF Plus training they've put together for you. So if you're ready to attract more patients through the door, grow your practice, and dominate your local market, this guide is a must-have for you. So check out the link in the description to get your free download and video training. Um, third question, do you have the trusted following for this? So, so like, this is what I would kind of like, Kirby, you're jumping ahead. Um, so this is, that doesn't necessarily mean, do you have 20,000 followers on Instagram? Like, no. This is, have you been sharing content with someone repeatedly for a while? <laughs> So this could be, do you frequently spend 
20 minutes um, with moms with lactation help in your clinic and you're not getting paid or you are getting paid, but you just like love this and you can't. You, you know. want to spread it outside of your clinic to have anyone in the world be able to buy it. Like, yeah. but you have, you have that knowledge and, and even if you have that knowledge, but right now you don't have, you haven't been sharing that on social media. You don't have people who know you as the expert. You can still do it, but then you're going to be paying for ads and hustling to get on podcasts. Uh, and if you're not known, that's not an easy thing. So, so what the experts say, what the, when we go to conferences and talk about how to market things, a lot of times you want to start gathering those emails or get your Instagram following up and you're just giving away content and people trust you and they know you and they love you so that when you finally do go like, here, I have this thing for you. Would you like to buy it? They go, holy crap. I trust them already. I can't imagine how great it is, you know, for the stuff they're giving away free. What is this thing that they need some money for? And we'll kind of get around to this towards later with one of the questions about like, you know, how do you gather your data? Mm. Um, so for this time period, you are not gatekeeping anything. You are not. So like, if you're like, okay, I'm going to do a course on breastfeeding. So I want to start putting out a bunch of information to the internet to get people on breastfeeding. But I don't, I know that this is going to be like a little nugget that I want to save for the course. Like, nope, all of it, all of it should go like, give your best stuff. Do not gatekeep anything. And then along with that, are you starting to take people from a social media platform to email? This is a really big thing that, you know, we talk about experts talk about all the time of like, you're on rented space when you're on things like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And, and especially as chiropractors, because you might, you might mostly be talking about lactation, but then one time you talk about vaccines or something and you say something the wrong way or the climate changes and you've just gotten deplatformed. And if you haven't gathered their emails, like how do you get a hold of them? How do you tell them that you have a course coming up? Yeah. So getting people on to your email list can be easy. I mean, this, uh, that's a whole another podcast. Freebie talk. Yeah. That's a whole like another thing about like all the different ways that you can get people onto email. You know, if your audience is going to be more your patients, then maybe you have their emails already, you know, type of thing. Um, but you just need to look at like, do you not just have a following? Do you have an engaged following? Like, you know, if you went viral, and collected 15,000 followers over like three weeks of going viral. But yeah, depending on the video, like you talked with the previous guest of like, on? is it you doing a backflip off a boat? Like, and now you want to sell them lactation advice? Like, right. That doesn't quite translate. Right. So, you know, if you went viral, you know, it's kind of the, this is why anytime I talk about social media and posting stuff, I ask like, does it pass the, oh shit, I went viral question or test, which mm -hmm. is if you post this and you wake up tomorrow and you've gathered 10,000 followers overnight and they are DMing you, calling your office, whatever it is, is it on a subject that you want to keep talking about? So it doesn't mean that you can't post backflips off a boat, but like when you're starting to get in the mind space of, I might launch a course, I'm now not just gathering followers, I'm gathering 
trusted potential future customers. Like there's a difference. And so then the content you put out there is different because it is more curated. Um, I was talking to a company just yesterday about potentially working together. And, you know, it's very interesting being on this side as like a content creator. And there is so much that goes into Mm. curating your experience um, with me on Instagram. Like I am very protective that it's not a walking billboard. You know, I get propositioned, propositioned. I mean, propositioned is usually an association with some lascivious acts, but well, you can tell me, (laughs) but it can be a business. So I get propositioned about like five or six times a month asking like, Hey, can I pay you to post this on your stories? Like, and so like, I could just proposition myself and make it five, 600 bucks a month. Like, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. But like, I know that when I do that, engagement goes down, trust goes down with my, my, like the relationship that I built. So, you know, when you are transitioning your social media or your email list or, you know, whatever, when you start turning it from followers into a curated audience of customers, there's just difference. So, well, and this, this ties into the next question. They could have come in either order. Um, so the next one is who's your audience. So like that curation and what you're posting and thinking about like who you actually ultimately want to sell this to. So if you are wanting to sell lactation advice to moms, but right now your Instagram and your TikToks are all about a day in the life of a chiropractor and all of your followers or fellow chiropractors, you may either need to pivot or start a new account for whatever you're going to be doing mm-hmm. um, and posting stuff that is advice for lactation stuff for moms. Because your current following, while you have it, while you maybe even have some emails of some of the people, like they're not the ones buying it unless they can be affiliates for you. You know, if you have a bunch of other chiropractor friends and they want to pass this information on and they don't have it themselves, then that could be a, that could be a vector for you to sell, but it's not your audience. Yeah. I love that. Um, and what I would say just my head is like, if currently your audience is a bunch of chiropractors, but you know that you want this to be direct to, so B2B versus B2C. Okay. So B2B is your professional they're professionals who follow you. You're creating a course to teach other chiropractors how to coach their patients more on lactation. That would be B2B. Yep. So if you currently have um, a following, but it's B2B and you know you want to be B2C, which is business to consumer. God, I sound so smart. So like, fancy. Who even, here has a business degree? Is it me or you? go to business school, y'all. Um, so... So fancy. Um, so business to consumer, if you're like, well, the audience, I want to go directly to consumer. Um, you know, oh gosh, this is such a like in the weeds. So I promise I won't stay here long. Uh, I won't get my shoes muddy, but like, ooh, that should be like a thing for like, like an idiot? in the weeds. Yeah. Like, all right. I promise I won't get my shoes muddy here. I, yeah. I like right? it. Right. Okay. <laughs> We're so excited about We're this. starting it. Anyways, so excited. So excited. What was I talking about though? You were talking about B2B versus B2C. Oh, okay. So you could just start post, you could keep that account, especially if it's not like huge. Like let's say you're an average chiropractic account or um chiro- like chiropractor, not chiropractic clinic, and you have like 2,000 followers that are mostly chiropractors. 
you could just start producing the content for the consumer. And what would start to happen is the chiropractors who follow you would start sharing that content Mm. at a much higher rate because they also like, they likely have consumers and patients following them. So they're like, oh, great. You made a super educational reel that I'm just going to share to educate my people on. Mm. Um, And so then what happens is, is if it's really good, you might pick up some patients of theirs. So like you can just keep that. Did you follow that? Yeah, I get it. Of like, you're posting stuff that's valuable to their patients. So they're going to share it. And once their patients see it, hopefully they will follow. So like, this is a conundrum that I have. And like, I have to keep guardrails on for when I post content, because I know if I post content, that is something another chiropractor would want their patient to see. Like it's not behind the scenes. We're not laughing at anything. Mm. It's like, make sure you get weekly adjustments, but it's like cute and funny. That reel is likely to be substantially more successful Mm -hmm. than most of my other reels because all the chiropractors that follow me are going to go, yes, I want my patients to see that and they get shared. Now, if I make too much of that content, what happens is, is I start getting followers from those reels that are not chiropractors. They're chiropractors, patients that saw my reel on their account. And I don't want that. I don't want my account to have a bunch of lay people that, you know, so then the people who do follow me really love when I post the like behind the scenes stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, the, like the funnier stuff, but they're like, Oh, but I, I'm not going to share that that on my public thing where my patients might see it. And so it does become this like little thing. So anyways, who's your audience? Very important thing. Um, you know, and almost everyone here has done this, that answered that question many times when they're making a Facebook ad, picking out their logo, designing their clinic, who's your audience is not, or your target market. It's not brain science. So, but you do need to go, who is your audience for this course? Yep. Next is choosing a topic. So this is kind of a combination of looking at your audience and where you have expertise and where you can actually help them. You know, it's tricky because you need to find what's in your niche and what is palatable for them and what you have the bandwidth or ability to create content on. Um, There's also a question here of, I mean, is that the next one too, of like how long form or short form it is? Um, Well, I think that when you're choosing a topic, no, I think the next question is very much its own. I think choosing a topic, it should be something you're super passionate about. Mm. You know, this seems really like meta, not Facebook, but like, you know, when I talk about identity and like your identity is not as a chiropractor, it is, you know, like God could use you if you had chosen not to be a chiropractor, right? So like, it's great that I am a chiropractor, but my identity is not wrapped up in that. You know, if I completely bust both, both of my wrists and can never give an adjustment again, like God is not like, well, shit, you really suck that one up, huh? Um, Like I have a bigger purpose that chiropractic is wrapped into. And when we did create our third course, the one that um, really resonated the most with us, it felt like, I don't know. I don't know how to sound not like cheesy, cheese it up. But it felt like 
this is what my message is for chiropractor. Like this, mm. this is what I'm here to help people with. Like, this is what makes me unique. This is what I could sit, sit down at a cocktail hour and like end up just talking for hours about. And, and that's what we have done. Like, I think that was part of the realizing was like, what do we actually talk to people about when we go to these conferences, when we're in a room with chiropractors, we have the conversations that we had that formed the multi-passionate chiropractor with a lot of people like mm -hmm. digging into their business, digging into their personal life. Like what is their purpose? What do they want? You know, is it freedom? How can we, you know, give advice on how to get there? So that, that was a natural connection. One caveat I would give there is don't get caught up in thinking you can't make something and sell something that's already being done until you find your Ooh. like ultimate two separate yes. like yeah. if you have a topic that you think you know going back to like do you have the time and energy for this like when we did the multi-passionate chiropractor that is so much time so much effort so much investment but it was informed by previous courses <laughs> somewhere we made a bunch of mistakes. Okay, what did you I just do? Have to interrupt you. So I wanted to write down my note so I didn't forget to say something. And as I'm writing down on this seemingly scratch piece of paper, I'm going, this feels more like a photo. I'm just writing down like a random post it's note on the back of our child's uh, so, kindergarten photo. Why is this so on your cute. desk? Because I like to look at her. And she's so cute. Like space now. Anyways, keep going. I'll just keep writing my notes on the no. So like, so like the story of of our most recent course, which we love and we're super passionate about, is informed by previous courses that were also things that Lauren was passionate about at the time and still continues to be. But we've learned the mistakes and 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 like they were great. Like we learned, we made some money. Um, but you don't have to like find your life's purpose before you create something. You can just go, this is something I'm interested in. It's something I'm passionate about. It doesn't have to be an overarching change people's entire lives. It can be helping them with a problem that you know more than they do about. Okay. I have three follow-ups to that. Okay. On the back Show of the picture photo. of Ty while oh, you're reading. Oh, she's so thinking cute. Okay. So one, as you're choosing your topic, it's helpful if you are solving a problem for your audience, like that isn't already solved. Okay. So when I, the reason that the most recent course for us really resonated was because I looked around and I saw chiropractors really struggling with this lack of freedom mm -hmm. that chiropractic, um, provided or did not provide in their life. And it felt very personal to me. So make sure, you know, is this something, yes, you're passionate about, but like, is this a problem for people? Point two, don't worry if other people are doing this. I really got in my head so many times because I was like, I knew I was creating something unique, but a lot of times. So like, if you're creating a breastfeeding course, like Okay, listen, this is not so, brand someone's new. got one out someone's there, or there's a million YouTube there. videos that have a lot of similar content. Yeah. So, like, you likely are not going to find something that no one has solved. Do not be afraid to create something you like that solves a problem that seemingly someone else is doing, but like mm -hmm. it's in your voice. It's through if your heart is on fire to talk about this, like, you know. 
there's lots of things like within our profession, you know, Tony Evil could go like, well, the ICPA's already got pediatric chiropractic covered, you know, like, yeah. you know, there's so I, for me, it was looking at Elise and going like, well, she's got chiro intensive. And like, yes, I know this is different, but like her course talks about this. And we're going to talk about a lot of very similar things at a certain point and it's packaged different. And like, I literally would talk to Elise and be like, ah, and she's like, peep, you're going to package it different. Yep people are going to receive it different and people are at different places at different time. And so, and like, your audience is different too. So like, yeah. even if there's something very similar out there, but you know, your audience isn't getting that, or you have a different way of saying it, like you might be saying a very, very similar message to someone else, but they haven't heard it because they don't run in the exact same circles you do. And you're going to be the one to deliver the good message. Right. And so my third point, which is real quick, uh, but this was a kind of a life-changing back when Rachel Hollis was like, you know, not canceled yet. Not canceled. <laughs> I think she's kind of on canceled. Okay. So anyways, back when she was at like her peak, um, she was on stage at an AB Porterfield conference that we were at. And she talked about, you do not like when we throw around the term, like, what are you an expert on? What topic are you an expert on? This is her words, not mine. You need to be 10% ahead of your audience on the topic. You need to be at least 10% farther down the road, further down the road, further, further down the road, figurative road than they are. If I waited until Kirby and I had $6 million in our bank accounts and 10 businesses, and I wasn't adjusting at all and six clinics and, and like whatever I thought, okay, now I can teach chiropractors how to create multiple streams of revenue, get more freedom in their life, blah, blah, blah. I, I think I create that course when I'm like 55. I don't know. Yeah, like, if that, I don't I mean, know. I don't know if I'd ever feel expert enough. And the fact of the matter is, is like right now I'm in it and like I can, you know, so. And with that, when I forget what it's called, the psychological thing that when you are, when, as you gain more expertise in a field, you can also see all the nuance mm. and expertise that exists in that field. Yes. So when you're starting, you go like that guy's an expert, then you learn and you're at the same level as that guy. But then as once you, once you are actually truly kind of in that expert field, you start to doubt yourself because you go, I know about the nervous system, but I also know about Dr. Mo. And so mm -hmm. now I feel like I know nothing about the nervous system. Right. And that's the fear that stops you as you go, well, I'm not that expert, so I shouldn't be talking to anyone. And it's like, no, you know, a thousand times more than the people who have never taken any class. You're just not, you're just comparing yourself to the absolute pinnacle of smartness. Okay. So you'll be so mad at me. You can decide if after I tell this, if you want Jacob to take it out, but I think it's worth noting. Okay. I had a dream the other day and I wanted to tell you, and I know that dreams are really boring for other people, but I'm going to break all the rules in my podcast. Okay. So I was going to be a guest on Oprah. Okay. Okay. And I don't, I was coming to talk about something like, businessy, like very business, business ethics. business ethics. No, it was like, you know, I don't remember what the topic was, but it was not chiropractic okay. at all. And this is a vulnerable moment with you guys. Okay. So, uh, I get there and I'm talking to the like show's producer and she's like, she's got like this like big paper post-it thing. And she's like, so unfortunately, uh, we can't have you talk on that because we had a guest that like rearranged and she talked on that. So these are the topics we have left that you could talk on. 
one of the topics was nervous system function. And I saw it, knew I could talk on it, but I didn't want to. Ooh, that's an interesting one to unpack. I was like, in my dream, I was literally like, oh, you just did that. You should like, that's the one to unpack. You're going to have to hand in your chiropractor badge and chiropractor gun. I know. So I was just like, oh, wow. That was like a really weird, like, okay. So anyways, I thought. Yeah. I mean. (laughs) Can we let Jacob keep that in? Yes, of course. Jacob, leave it in. (laughs) I'll try not to get in the habit of sharing dreams because I know they're really boring for other people, but. Okay. So anyways, choosing your topic. I think we've done great. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, designing the type of course that you're going to do. So this, I think kind of goes, we'll say with like another question, designing the type. And then question number seven, how much investment do you want? <laughs> like, and it ties back to, do you have the time and energy? Yes. Um, yeah, all of these are kind of a web versus a, a list that it's not like one, then two. Like you might go like, you answer the question of how much time and energy you have and you go like, not much. And then you are looking at your audience and you're picking your topic and then you find like a seed of what type of course you want. And you go like, oh, it'd be amazing if, and now I'm on fire for this. That will inform like, okay, for that, I have more energy. Like if I was just thinking of it as like this fun little side project, but now that I've thought of exactly what it's going to be, I'm on fire. I have more energy. I have more, you know, willingness to invest in that. So like when we're talking about the type of course, I mean, like, so there are like, you can just get on zoom and talk and there you go. You could package that up. You could do a Facebook group. You could jump to the other extreme and do like Kajabi which is and even within Kajabi there's a ton is it is it you know like watch a short video take an assessment self-guided is it a huge weekly calls with groups is it all written like is it more like an ebook that you're marketing as a course because the other thing is it's like you know not all courses need to be hundreds or thousands of dollars you could market something as a course that's a 49 dollar yeah little quick thing and 20 page hacks on blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's so many different ways that you can get your topic to your audience. Um, and I would say, start, start low, (laughs) like start simple if you can. Um, yeah. And I mean, a lot of this, it, it all ties back to some of their previous questions too. So you base the type on who's your audience and what your topic is. So if it is something like lactation advice, that's probably not something that's purely written if it's for a layperson. Like there's got to at least be diagrams or videos or something to explain physical things in the physical world. Um, if it's about, you know, how to do better on your taxes or whatever, that might not need to be a face-to-camera video course. That might be slides and, you know, diagrams and spreadsheets. And you don't actually need to have your face on camera. It doesn't need to be video at all. It can be a checklist or a workbook. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you know, any course is just kind of this big umbrella where it's like, well, it could be a workbook that is a course. Like, yeah. Um, So then kind of that next question is like, depending on how much you want to invest in this. So question seven, um, how much investment do you want to put into this? (laughs) 
Hey, She Slayers. I have partnered with Well Aligned and Above Down Apparel to give all of my listeners something really special. So listen up. Don't skip. A free premium t-shirt. Okay? You get a free t-shirt. So just head over to wellaligned.com forward slash she slays to claim your listener offer. That's all you got to do. Above Down has the coolest and most comfy chiropractic tees that showcase your personality. My favorite is the Mabel. I love it. Um, They're super soft and a great conversation starter if you do see conversation with, you know, your patients. We call it table talk. What more can you ask for? So I've also been using well-aligned materials for years to educate my patients. They have high-quality ROF folders, patient handouts, office forms, posters, and a ton more. So why recreate the wheel when there's a perfectly designed communication tool ready for you to help educate and inform? Head over to wellaligned.com forward slash she slays to claim your free t-shirt. And I'll drop a link in the show notes so you can check it out. I'd like to take a moment to thank one of our primary sponsors of the podcast, Insight CLA. The Insight tech moves the message off the spine and into the nervous system where the magic of the adjustments can be measured and tracked. Everyone from newborns to seniors are being scanned in my practice and in thousands of other practices like ours so they can be examined and inspired to choose chiropractic care. It's like an instant referral machine because the scans are so visible and informative. Like what patient wouldn't want to know how their nervous system is performing? The staff at CLA are ready to take care of you and answer any questions you may have. They also have an incredible online academy that can help train everyone in the office and help them to feel confident on how to get perfect scans and how to interpret the results. We have been using the Insight technology in our clinics for over seven years now, and it is a complete game changer for conversion, retention, and patient education. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Did you just jump no, down to nine? To it because it makes sense better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you're talking about the, the type of course you have, who's your audience, what's your topic, as you figure out like where, how it should be delivered, now we're going to start talking about like what platform and how are you going to deliver it on? Um, so we've done... Facebook groups, we've done, you know, standalone PDFs that got, you know, sold or whatever, as we started to get into like, okay, this is a series of training videos, like for the reels one, or for the multi-passionate chiropractor, it's a series of training videos with, with, you know, PDFs attached and homework for people to do and weekly meetings to attend, we needed something bigger and better. Um, And kind of the leader in the field and the one that people usually turn to is Kajabi. There are other ones, um, but it kind of puts everything all together, but there's an investment there. I can't remember exactly what we pay, but I think it's like a couple hundred, couple hundred dollars a month. Um, And I think we only got that discount because we pay yearly. So yeah, that like they now are going to be launching an app. So like if your topic would really benefit from having an app, you know, like having all of that, can you piecemeal together? your course, you absolutely can. But we ended up going with Kajabi because it's like, well, we could pay for MailChimp. We could pay for this. We could pay for that. We could pay for this app. We could, you know. Yeah. You could say like, I'm going to email you a link to a private YouTube video each week. And you're going to pay me through PayPal or Stripe and blah, blah, blah. But like, 
as you start to do those things, it kind of gets back to how much time and energy do you have? Mm -hmm. So if you can find a single platform that, you know, hosts the video, sends the emails, collects the money, does the reminders so that you're not doing the week to week, like, okay, if it's a five week series thing, and if every week you're going like, oh crap, I almost forgot to send the email. I have to go get that scheduled out. You know, that's where that time versus money investment comes. Um, I think we can include a link uh, of like our referral, if you are interested in Kajabi, um, that I think saves people money and then we get some money. So we'll, we'll put, I'll figure that out. I'll put that in the show notes. If you're, if you're getting serious about courses and you want to see like what, what the platform can do, um, and obviously look at other ones, but we've had, we've had a good experience. We with them. started on Kajabi, went off Kajabi and went back to Kajabi. Like, okay. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah. Um, so w- along with investment, it's kind of also this like, okay, this was a, a thought process of like, also like cash flow too. So the idea, like I, at the Kajabi conference, mm. I would hear, this is not a podcast sponsored by Kajabi. But if you do want to sponsor us, Kajabi, Kajabi <laughs> if you're listening, you can sponsor us. Um, so, and they would talk about how they had like pre-launch, they had spent like $10,000 on like ads pre-launch. And I was just like, holy cow, you know, and then ended up bringing in 70,000, you know? So like we, you know, you, you start looking at, we didn't do any ads mm-hmm. for ours, but when you start looking at the price point, let's say that your course is $500, you know, is it worth it to spend a thousand dollars on targeted ads to make even three sales. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, it is <laughs> like, you know, like is, so don't be, afraid, you know, but if you're like, oh no, 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 I need to this to be bare bones this first time. That's also okay. It is absolutely okay well, and, because. And a lot of that wow. ties back to the, do you have the trusted following? So if you have 200 emails of people who really trust you, but you have a $50 course, you know, like as you go through the funnel of like, if you send out 200 emails, if you have a good email list, a hundred of those will be opened. If you have a good email list of those hundred, 20 to 40 might click. And then out of those, you're going to get four to 10 sales. Like, and if that's all you have and you needed more out of it, now you go, okay, I don't have as big of a following as I wanted. Ads are going to get you access to people who you haven't earned yet. And it's super sexy to like hear stories about like on my first launch, I sold out. I like woke up to $70,000 in my bank account. Those are super sexy stories. Right. But like, but it's also it, kind of soft launch. Like yeah. you can also like there's something to say about your first time and working out all of the kinks. We worked out a lot of kinks on our people, and even like small things. Like we had said, all right, the videos are going to release on Monday. The training videos will release on Monday, and then we will get together on either Thursday or Friday in your cohort to talk. And somebody was like, "Is there any way these videos could be released?" Like. Friday. So we can watch them over the weekend when we actually have time. And we were like, oh yeah, that was really dumb. We were asking you to do more work during the work week and then also meet with us during the work week. Yeah. We're like, yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. Um, you know, so like just working out those kinks. So like if your audience is something where you're like, I could sell a thousand of these, you know, um, you know, on that day where it's live, what if the link doesn't work? 
you know, mm-hmm. like, and you're like, oh shit, I have a thousand people who just did that, you know? So it's okay if you want the big, sexy, like thing, we're going to go hard at our initial launch. We're going to do this. It's also okay if you're like, you know what? I'm going to see like maybe three or four people will buy it and let's just see how they go through it and what kind of kinks get worked out. Um, and then the next time around I'll relaunch bigger. Like that's also okay. Um, so designing seven, gathering the data. So yeah, the content for the course. So you've decided what, oh my God, I just, I think I might have a little PTSD from certain points of the course. So you have to understand that like, there's so much work that goes into everything up until this point, right? Like if, Mm. if we have made it sound easy up until this point, we suck. Um, but I mean, this is for a big high ticket course that we did so it could be easier than our ptsd experience but like we did all the things big so then you're like okay you're literally laying out the content in the course i am a huge fan of sticky notes okay so this is not going to shock kirby at all i don't know you can share what you would do um but like Uh, What I would say is you start with a bunch of sticky notes and they can be different colored if that resonates with you Um, and just start brain dumping, just brain dumping. Everything you know about. You know what? You know how I know this is a good idea? Because Amy Porterfield recommends it for building courses. So all right, whatever non-paper idea you're going to come up with. Um, So you're just brain dumping. You're not even think you're just like going, going, set a timer, you know, set a timer for like 15 minutes. Don't stop writing. Some of the stuff may be absolute crap. Some of the stuff may be basically the same thing as you wrote on a different sticky note. So then when your timer's done, then you kind of start sorting them into like, okay, so this is, you know, and so like some of these sticky notes might be like problems that your ideal person has, like things you want to solve, a topic you need to talk about. Like, so it might be like charting, moon things, like read this book, like just all, anything that comes out of your brain in this dump. Mm -hmm. So then you can start like just putting them into categories of like, okay, so all of this is around like tracking your cycle and resources and this and that all of this is around nutrition like you'll start to see that your sticky notes will start to cluster and then you can start laying out like okay what order do things need to come in um some of the stuff i mean assuming a lot of this stuff you probably already talk about and you probably already know mm-hmm. some of the stuff you might have to buy some books and learn on if you're like, oh yeah, we can't really have a lactation course uh, without talking about oral tethers. Well, how are you, can you, can you teach a little bit on oral tethers or do you probably need to get a book or like, you know, like get the book, read it so you can throw information in there. Yeah. And, and if you've been passionate about this and you've been posting about this, you may actually have so much of the content already created. You actually might have all of the content already created. And that can scare people of going like, well, I already gave this away for free on my Facebook videos or my Instagram videos. But a lot of times what people are paying for in a course is the synthesized information in an orderly package. And depending on your digestible digestible, and depending on your course type, it's also the accountability or the follow-up. 
So if it is like you're selling the lactation thing and it also includes a half hour consultation or someone checking in saying like, did you, you know, did you read that book? Did you follow up on that? Did you go get that checked out? It's that's a lot of, of what people are paying for. And also they're paying for the fact that they've invested something now. So like they may have watched that video for a second and gone like, oh, that's a good idea. I should try that. But once they go, here's my $299. Now I've invested. It's the theory of like why you pay for a gym membership is because then you go like, well, now I, I have to work out. Otherwise that money's completely lost. So don't, don't let the fear of going like, I've already said all of this. A lot of what's in the multi-passionate chiropractor is stuff that we've said, um, but there is a lot more guidance. There's a lot more step-by-step well, and, and there's a lot of accountability. It's like books that like we've read where you could just go read those and this and that. Yeah. And like that um, condensed, uh, use a different word too, before digestible, but like it's laid out in a- uh, Yeah, like orderly. And, or, so the condensed, orderly, digestible pattern that's not just our opinion. That is like experts mm-hmm. saying like, it's, this is okay. Yes. All of this information in your course is out there for free, whether you've given it to people or not, like you're not reinventing the wheel in this course of like this super secret thing that nobody has ever, like yeah. you can't find this anywhere on the internet or in a book. Probably not. Can't imagine. No, that's... So, and then if you do, you should you should be like patenting that and like yeah. making some kind of invention. So, you know, it's okay that this is what people are paying for. And yes, there, there's a mental thing that goes along with, I've invested in this. There is a transference of energy with the universe, the universe, the universe, the universe, you just Norwegian. The universe. <laughs> that happens when you have, when you say I'm investing, I am put like, from the consumer aspect, mm-hmm. I am investing in this. You know, you brought up the gym. Oh, you know, that's one thing. Well, I don't have that equipment. Of course, I need to pay for a gym. What about people who pay for like programs that are like a bigger button 10 days? You could absolutely go to YouTube and TikTok oh, yeah. and get that oh, information. Sir. But it is the accountability, it is the mental aspect of I put my credit card number in and risk credit card fraud for this. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, a, I, I almost bought like a stretching thing the other day because like I, you see the variety of things you can do. Like I have like lower back hip, like mobility stuff. And so you see a million things on TikTok and YouTube and whatever, but like, if someone goes, no, I have a program that you can follow for 28 days. And it's probably just all the same stretches I've already seen, but they're telling me that 28 days from now, they're going to guide me through it. And I don't have to sift through the entire internet of and knowledge. And wonder like, should I be doing this? Is this helpful? Is this I think a good one? Helpful. Is this one right for me? Like, yeah. So they want that certainty. They want that plan. They want it laid out. They want it digestible. So even if you've said it all, it's still okay. You still probably have a viable idea for a course. Okay. Number nine, pricing. Ooh, this is a really tricky one for a lot of people, especially if it's their first one, because mm-hmm. they don't want to fail if you're especially if you're like lauren you don't want to fail you don't want to have publicly yeah you don't want to have low sales numbers you and and i think the other thing that people do too is they go well i already know all this stuff and it's it it's part of your dna so it doesn't seem as valuable as it is to the person who's actually going to be buying it mm-hmm. and the other things people might go is like oh i'm an expert on this so i made uh series of five hour long videos, you know, that, 
you know, I, I mostly knew all the stuff anyway. So that took me a 10 hours with the editing and stuff. So like, I should just kind of charge for my time, but they don't think about like, what is the impact of what, of the thing that they're selling? So like, if you can change someone's life, or if you're giving them advice that will change the path of how they shape their finances and make their decisions, you may have a very high ticket course. And it's not just based on how much you worked. It's based on what value it will bring to that person's life. The, let's see, Brendan Bouchard talks about how you, you know, if you're getting into this world, you want a $7 product, a... $2.99 $2.99 product or there was like a $47 product. Yep. I'm not giving you the exact numbers, but it's around here. So it's like, yep, you want like a $7 product, a 50-ish dollar product, and then a $300 product. And then if you want to do high ticket, that. Yeah, that's your thousand, five thousand. So those 10, are kind of like, yes, could you do multiple different options? Right. But from like the experts, that's going to be kind of one of your you have four pricing options, like $7, $50, $300 or more than that. Yeah. And the idea so that like, that really helped my brain yeah. just be like, okay, so it's probably more valuable than seven. Okay. I'm just going to tell you right now, please don't make it seven. The $7 one is Seven's like, a like a PDF. A, yeah. Like here's a, here's a 15 page ebook on this subject. Yes. And then the nice thing is, is, you know, that chat GPT helped me write substantially yeah. a lot of don't, don't stop yourself by going like, no, I need all of these because the ideal is eventually you do have all of them. Yeah, so we that, don't have a, yeah, we don't have the seven. We don't have the 50. Like we just have the course, but like the idea is you have the, the cheat sheet, the ebook, the whatever at seven. And then when they're going to check out, you go, if you're interested in this and you want to take it to the next level, there's a $300 course, or there's a $50 like hour long talk that we did on this subject. And you know, when they're already interested, they go like, okay, I'll step it up to the next level. I'll get both of them or maybe all three or everything, or I'll join the whole course. So, so I, you know, again, I think that just don't, just don't invest a ton of time and sell yourself too short. And one of the other things that can happen too, is you might work your absolute butt off and realize that the product that you're creating isn't so like we, we overproduced the reels course that we did. So it took so, so long to make. And I don't think we could have priced it high enough to like get all the value back. And it wasn't. Well, uh, the thing, I don't know. I think that, so we priced our reels course at $37. And the idea was like a thousand chiropractors could buy this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, but people are super busy right now. <laughs> so learning how to use reels was an actual problem that chiropractors Mm. like, so audience check topic check, like designing it. We went pretty intense because you have to demo a lot of like push here, do this. Like it included editing. Like it was, we chose that we could have made it simpler. Mm -hmm. I could have made a $37 reels thing that would have, that should have taken six hours to make. Instead it took 36 hours to make. Oh my God, maybe more. Yeah, so, we did a three camera shoot for everything. So then the thing is, is like, let's say we would have priced it at $2.99. Somebody who's like, actually, I do need help with reels. They might look at a $37 thing and be like, that, what is that even going to solve? Like, that's so cheap. Is that like basically a chat GPT written thing? That's true. Um, so there's a mentality that goes along with the price. If you go too cheap, 
people may assume it is literally not worth their time because you're not actually going to solve that problem for that cheap. It's just going to be like, so like if you're solving a problem, if you're whipping out a camera and doing editing and things like this, I really encourage you to please go higher than a hundred dollars, please. Like, yeah, well, and knowing your audience too, uh, and what your goal is, like, if you have a niche thing, if you are, you know, just talking to female veterinary chiropractors, and you go like, I want to make, I want to make $25,000 on this, but I know my audience is, you know, tiny, tiny, then you can't have a $40 product, because you're going to need to sell it to everyone five times to get to your goal. Right. So pricing is hard you're going to struggle. Look to what other people are charging um, that are running similar courses successfully and, you know, good luck. Yeah. All right. Final question. Number 10 is, do you need help? Which ties in again with how much time and energy do you have for this? What are you actually trying to build? How much are you willing to invest? And also like, what is your expertise? So we we were in the unique situation of like, I usually can figure things out. So we did a lot of stuff on our own, but now we're getting to the point that we're realizing we do need more help. Um, and even though we like launched the course ourselves and figured out Kajabi on the back end, there's some web stuff that I couldn't figure out because it's tricky to do what I wanted to do in Kajabi. So we hired someone on Fiverr to fix up the web page. We had Morgan as an assistant on the background, managing all the emails and getting people together like it. And if you don't have some of the tech experience or the email experience or whatever that we have, you might need someone to, to kind of steer you through this entire progress or like the whole process. Um, I like Fiverr. We did Upworks was a big help um, as well. So like one of those, like basically gig things, you find someone and there are people who are, so if you are going like Kajabi or for example, or whatever other platform, Most people can find, very expensive. they can, but if you're willing to deal with a little bit of a language barrier, or if it's just a backend tech problem, there are a lot of people across the world who are experts in it. A lot of people in India, a lot of people in Nigeria, a lot of people in the Philippines know that this is a market that they can help people get their, get their course properly formatted and scheduled out and all of that stuff, they may not be able to help you write copy, um, but they can help you with the back end and they can build websites. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that the nature is to want to keep every dollar that you have, but like you might be able to create a better product and sell more of it mm -hmm. with help. It's just all it is. It's just that final question that only you really know based on how much time and energy do you have? How much investment is like, do you want to do? Like you can do this all by yourself. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you can, I don't know. Maybe you can't, and <laughs> you I don't know anything about this. I could not have done this all by myself without Kirby. Kirby and I could have done this all by ourselves. Would it have been messier? Would it have taken more time? So and much more time. You know, yes. But like, I could not have. I, I literally would not have been able to do this. Yeah, you would have had a Kirby. year of learning all the tech stuff and design stuff on the way. And, and one thing that we did is we got creative with how we asked for help and how we paid for help. So there was Upwork stuff to deal with certain things on the website, but we also needed someone who would communicate with all of our people. And so that was Morgan who had worked for us before and she got a percentage of sales. So like we didn't have upfront investment but we ended up paying a lot because the sales went really well. 
would I structure that the exact same way next year? Maybe not. But like, that's the thing of depending on what you're willing to invest now, if you have someone who you know is a go-getter or who knows your product or who knows your message, they might be the person to help you. And you might go, well, I don't have this much money to pay you right now, but you're going to come on the ride with me. I win, you win. Yep. That's, that's everything I got. I think we did a bang yeah. episode. And then I would say for extra resources, like Amy Porterfield talks about courses all the time. Yes. She is an expert. Like if this, if this sparked you and you go like, oh, I'm going to start going down this rabbit hole. Like Amy Porterfield's amazing. Um, Brendan Bouchard talks about a lot of like self-improvement stuff, but he also talks about how to market and do courses. I'm trying to think of who else do you go to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just listen to just DM Lauren and all your this questions. She'll walk you through all of it. <laughs> oh no, no, I think you named, I don't even remember. Like I guess it was Amy Porterfield and Brendan Bouchard. Those yeah. are the big ones. So so you go. I hope it was super helpful. I hope that um, you know, spend time with these questions uh, and let us know if you need any help. All right. Until next week, she slayers. Bye. Bye. Hey, she slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.